0: You are listening to the John DePetro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, at 12.06 on this Wednesday, welcome to March. It is, one. <coughs> excuse me, you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I also want to welcome everybody in. Tuning in for the noon report on uh, Facebook Live that we do it, just find my page, John DePietro Show, and boom, there I am. It is one, nice and clear. Folks, new month, good new month to subscribe to the page, good new month to send stars to support the page. For the noon report live, one after dark, live (coughs) commentary, the on-scene live stream. Live and Cranston PD Live. Four shows. I believe we're going to be adding two, maybe, or well, three new shows over the next 30 to 60 days. So it's a happening. And remember, you can also uh, sign on at the website, dPetro.com right now at 1207 on this, uh, folks. God is good. Sunny uh, Wednesday, again, March 1st. Good melting going on out there. Uh, No excuse for any, you know, everything should be shoveled at this point. You're getting nice temperatures, over 40 degrees, depending on where you are. And then uh, tomorrow the rain comes in and should get rid of a lot of it. It's going to be, listen, no one said it's not going to be sloppy out there. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that at least we'll get some of the melting and then we can get underway. This portion of the program, and folks, we have a, a big Charlotte Lester update. Also, Carbuncle Pond update. Now, remember, those on Facebook, If you, make sure you follow the page, but you could also share the page, or if you type in someone's name who's also on Facebook, then they should get it as well, They meaning they should be notified. If you're on an app like Facebook, always check your notifications. You always check your notifications, whether it's several times a day or whatever, but that's how you get notified when there's a change, when we're live. I fully get it. There were periods of time that when I uh, first was using FB, I didn't get the whole. But now, when I'm constantly checking notifications where you get notified. So, with that said, folks, this portion of the program brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now this, on this mission of mercy for all your medical needs, occupational medical services available both locations, Atwood Medical Center, in Johnston, right on Atwood Avenue. And also 5750 Post-Rodice Greenwich, right across from Felicia's at Med Urgent Care. Let's talk about the Johnston location. Like I said, DOT exams, pre-employment physicals, drug testing, COVID tests, orthopedic surgeon on site. Maybe someone's injured at work. They're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses. Here's a fair question. One, why would I go there when I can instead just go to an emergency room? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Several answers. And I, I will tell you firsthand. Why did I? Well, it's faster. They're not on bus lines. Read into that whatever you want. But the fact of the matter is it's a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. It's at Med Urgent Care. I have in moments where I needed urgent care. This is where I went. I've actually used both locations. And I've told people to go both locations. And you can mention me if you go to either location. Check them out online at medurgentcare.net. All right. Now, folks, we have <clears throat> a lot of updates right now on the website, topetro.com And it's flying, as a matter of fact. And don't forget, petro.com, which is brought to you by the Coïcid Inn, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick, Lunch, Dinner, Drinks, the Lounge. Great meal, Coincident. in. I love it there. You're going to love it as well. So before I touch on that story, now I, I am also following. You have some state computers that are down. Why are they down? You know, why is McKee the governor? Why? Why? It's a miracle that they're then they're, they're not always down. I have people messaging me. You know, we're at the DMV and the DMV computers are down. Exactly. Yes. Remember, like many of you, I didn't vote for him. Get used to it. Folks, this is Rhode Island under the McKee administration over the next four years. This is going to be the closest thing many of us will come to. Closest experience to living third world will be under the McKee administration over the next four years. So, you know, but I, I can't keep going on about this contact your state rep you know i have people you know my daughter needs an id the computers are down at the registry what 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 the blank am i supposed to do about that i i called the dmv the phone hangs up right the computers are down now here's this some people what's today march 1st which means first of the month What's happening? People can't use their benefits that are on the cards. Well, can you investigate why someone, uh, they're trying to buy a case of water with the REBT card and it's not working and no one's answering the state? You think that's what I'm going to banking investigate and I'm being calm about this? Listen, who's your state rep? I don't know. Well, everyone has one. Everyone has a state rep. What, why am I, you, you think I have answers on this? Oh, yeah, you must be doing a lot of under, this is not even an undercover report. No one's answering at the governor's office. Wait, of course they're not. This is like a lesson of insanity. Th- there's no one answering. <clears throat> Listen, I, I'm not, Do you think over the next four years, I'm going to waste time on total sheer incompetence. The answer is no. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Those, I, and here's what's really going on. The people with the EBT cards that are getting them are noticing they don't have the extra bump that they've been getting. They were getting an extra bump during COVID. But that has come to an end. So a lot of them, a lot of the people using SNAP cards, using the EBT cards, are claiming, oh, my, my EBT card's not working. Oh, no, it's working. It's not working at the amount you're used to. Listen, the report came out the other day. This, this is my advice to all those people. For the, for the past three years, whether you realize it or not, you were on a vacation vacation. Maybe you didn't enjoy the vacation. Maybe you didn't realize you were on vacation, but you were on vacation. And so, listen, I, and I'm not trying to be mean here. Find employment. Find employment. I don't want to hear from the, what, what are we supposed to do now? Find, it's the answer is the same. It's like that guy on TikTok, Papa Smoly, where he says, go to the blanking gym. And he has this whole thing. He's actually, I think he's out of Florida. Um, He's got a pretty successful TikTok page. And all he talks about is, and he he uses, you know, go to the blanking gym. Oh, really? You're overweight? Go to the gym. You want to get in shape? Go to the gym. But he uses profanity, which Juan is not going to use. So all the my, I'm not getting the same amount. Find employment. Hey, my find employment. They want to raise my... Find employment, work. It's good for you. For the past three years, we didn't have to. I know, it's over. You know what Monday morning represents? Monday morning represents the end of the weekend. The worst day to go back to work is your first day back after vacation. It is. Monday mornings into two. Ah, A week ago at this time, I was skiing or i was on the beach or we were on a cruise or whatever it is my answer is the same hey call your blanking state rep i don't know who that is that's not my blanking problem well you should have i'm not investigating anything oh yeah i'm going to investigate that the mckee people are having a computer problem what maybe maybe i should investigate gee why are all these people in central falls not speaking english of course there's computer problems. That's the state motto. Stop acting surprised. From here on out, it is sheer incompetence. This woman's been messaging me every 10 blanking minutes since this morning. My daughter needs an ID. What's going on with the DMV computers? They're down. CCRI computers are down. I'm hearing state police computers are down. Well, what's go. You got to. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Who, who, what do you think? You, who do you think you're blanking, talking to? First of all, uh, I don't know how else to explain it. The governor is incompetent. Therefore, he selects incompetent individuals. I, I, I can't fix that. I'm not even going to try to fix that. It shouldn't be unusual that the computers at the DMV or state computers are down. The unusual part should be that they're actually working. Now, in fairness, recently, I had a dealing with the DMV. I had to get the new license plates. And I had no problem at all. I did it all by mail. They notified me in advance. I got it to them on time. And then it even arrived faster than I would have thought. So I personally don't have a problem. As a matter of fact, my dealings with the, the Registry of Motor Vehicles, Department of Motor whatever, DMV, I, I I have not had any problems. Now, I understand other people are having problems. And if someone took the, the morning off of the day, remember, I mean, it's so much better than it used to be. People would have to wait a full day in line. I mean, it would be literally eight hours, and I'm not exaggerating, a full, full day. People had to take off the day and then they'd go to Florida and then 15 minutes at a drive through But <clears throat> if there's a problem with the state computers and you can't utilize your EBT card, you know what? They, that's, that's one of the problems when you are depending on the state to give you that money. I am full aware. I, I'm even willing to bet that there's some kind of computer glitch because they're changing the amounts that all these people that get the EBT cards are getting, it could be tied in with that. I have no idea why the CCRI computers are down. So now, again, folks, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, um, you know, I'm not trying to be mean here. And but it, it's like these people that you, you know they're out of work and they like they write a letter to the president of the United States. Like, what do you think I'm going to get something done with that crowd? No one's answering the governor's office. Of course they're not. Who's your rep? I don't know. We'll find out. They got elected for a reason. They're supposed to be representing you. That's why they call it a state rep. I'll let you know the response. I don't want to know the response. I, 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 at the risk of sounding mean, I don't care about the blanking response. I really don't. I care about the people in Ohio with the train derailment. I I feel bad for the parents in Pawtucket where the the kids can't go to school because there's problems there. It's not that I don't have empathy for them, but these EBT people, yeah, I get it. You've actually had a nice little run here since because of the pandemic, they said, hey, you know, we got to help these people. Boom. And they bumped up the amount, monthly amount they'd get for the EBT cards. And what did people start doing after that? Twin River, right? Tattoos, going out to eat. Total abuse within the system, Um, quitting their jobs because they had the extra money. So many people would say, you know, I used to work part time. But since I get the extra money with the EBT card, I don't need that job anymore. All right. Well, it came to an end. So call the employer and see if you can get it back. Well, my daughter need. Well, you know, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Well, could you get? No, I'm not calling. You do investigative things. You think I'm going to look into that? Here's a a breaking news. The state has a computer problem. Like, are you kidding me? All right, let me get to the Charlotte Lester because there is an update. And I'm going to walk you through it, folks. And then also- I'm going to play the Channel 10 piece. I saw Joanna Boris, the reporter, Monday at the Providence Police Station, and she's, you know, she's very nice and blah blah blah, and all those other things I'm supposed to say. By the way, I have. There's a wild rumor. What time is it? Twelve twenty. There's a wild rumor, and I'm not going to identify who, but <clears throat> there is. I have two people now. I have. Um, Two people now that are claiming that um, Poopy Pants, <clears throat> Backus, and Warwick from the Warwick School Committee, that she uh, had a drink, I don't know if it was a dinner or whatever, but was with a member of the media the night of the incident she had with the Warwick police. So I'll get into that a little bit later. I think that's very, very interesting. But let me get to – I want to stay. I'm going to to talk about the Charlotte Lester case and share – for those uh, people who have been waiting for it, well, guess what? We we have an update. Uh, But, folks, let me stay on schedule. This portion of the program, Brunch by Propane Plus, more and more people are turning to propane in Rhode Island. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts 508-252-3359 it's propane plus heating and cooling do you use propane you do well then call propane plus heating and cooling the original the best three generations you can depend on propane plus call them today maybe you use propane maybe you're using someone else don't go with them switch to propane plus these propane plus are the type of individuals that you want to do business with. Period. End of story. 401-885-4209 or 508-252-3359. Very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code. Always there for you. Very true. All right. Let me get to uh, the Charlotte Lester update. So now, there's going to be a number of updates about Charlotte Lester that's going to be happening. Um, let's see. But I want to stop. We're going to stay on. I want to stay focused here. Now, by the way, my case against this Mark Perkins, it's proceeding. They had, <clears throat> I want to, I don't want to guess. They. There was a, um, the latest was they had, you know, pre-trial conference, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going through all the necessary paperwork. I'm not trying to minimize it. And, excuse me, the Attorney General's office have been very responsive. But, and it's also interesting for me, folks, to go through the process. I think the next date is um, March 24th or March 22nd. I don't remember. It could be the 20th, but it's that week. So, but I... You know, it's not easy. I don't envy anyone that has to go through the system of being a victim of crime, a violent victim of crime, as a matter of fact. He will be held accountable. But Charlotte Lester case of which, you know, again, this is the missing persons case. She um, she went missing. You know, I realized that there should be a picture with that on the website. I just saw it. We'll get it corrected. But She went missing. It was last May 16th. I know this case inside and out. And the family and friends of Charlotte Lester posted something on Facebook today. Now, I want to walk through it. Now, if you're interested in the Carbuncle Pond case, I'm going to talk about that and fill in the blanks on that. Folks, that's what we do. That is what I do. And I want you to understand that. Many times, if I am... Um, And I have a right to do that, as a matter of fact, right? I have a right to let you, the listener, the the viewer, know it's a very fair question. What do you bring to the table? Now, there are some people, the only thing they bring to the table is they happen to be on channel 10, 12, or 6. There are some people, the only thing they bring to the table is they sit behind the microphone of a powerful radio station. Other than that, though, zero. So, but I will walk you through. And there's even, this is just the beginning. I still see some people post things. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that. I don't like to chastise people. There are, there's some people that have to go back and kind of get caught up on this. I saw someone recently, well, maybe it was a security guard at Kent. Anyone that says that has not been following the case. And we've taken people through this. So, But here's what they posted. This is Help Us Find Charlotte Lester. And this was posted by friends and family of Charlotte. We're not going to stop until justice is served against Mark Perkins. Now, that is the guy with the orange ski mask that attacked myself and Ladybug. And by the way, Ladybug continues to be on the mend. I think we're going to do a one after dark with her sometime this month now that we're into March. I believe we will. But she's feeling better, she appreciates everyone's thoughts. Ladybug almost met her maker. We thought ladybug was a goner. I believe I heard she was given last rights. She has somehow clung to life, and Ladybug, who has never fully recovered from the attack that her and I went through last August seventeenth and the way i the reason I remember that. Is because I was there the night August 16th, which was the um, June, July, August, three-month anniversary that Charlotte went missing. So, but let me get to it. Here's what they put. The following is derived from conversations we, Lester family, have had with Mark Perkins' brother, because he won't talk to the family, Carl Perkins and his wife, Luanne. Now, I believe they live in Warwick, where all-you-can-eat buffet J approached and attempted to intimidate the chosen one. Failed, but attempted. Here's what they write. Now, again, if you're looking for this, I have it on DePetro.com. In the days immediately after Charlotte's disappearance, Mark Perkins was questioned by his brother Carl multiple times in regards to involvement with Charlotte's disappearance. Again, this is from the Lester family. I know Perkins and his attorney are listening I'm reading what they wrote. So you can stop with the threatening, you know, letters and so forth. Mark denied that he had any involvement and reported they had broken up and he had not seen her in over a week prior to her disappearance. Again, this is the Charlotte Lester family. Mark told Carl and Luann, so that's the his sister in law, Carl's wife apparently, Charlotte was, quote, not at his house on the evening and morning in question. Now, that would be Monday night, May 16th, or the early morning hours of Tuesday, May 17th of last year. Carl admitted to conducting his own investigation by questioning not only his brother, Mark, but also spoke to neighbors. In regards to Charlotte's disappearance. Now what I find interesting about that. Is many of you that have followed this. There are some bizarre people. That live in that neighborhood. Specifically the next door neighbor. So I don't know who he spoke to. And I want to also be very clear. Not everybody. But some of the people. Carl and his wife. Attempted to point the finger. In other directions. When Carl admits to theory. Theory theorizing, yeah, theorizing that Mark could have absolutely been involved with Charlotte's disappearance and that he was not 100% sure he didn't do it. Carl's wife, Mark Perkins' sister-in-law, stated Mark told her he had purchased a new mattress the day before Charlotte's disappearance and had receipts to prove it. So that would be Sunday, May 15th, that out of nowhere, there's nothing new in the house, except suddenly the day before he purchased a new mattress. Now, they go on to write, we have spoken with witnesses in the Appenog area that have come forward, and that stated on the 17th, the Tuesday, the morning after Charlotte went missing, Mark told people Charlotte was at his house sleeping. Huh. A witness also stated his ponytail had been cut off. Now, that was from we had learned from Monica, actually, that they were having a fight and she didn't like his long hair. And he cut off his ponytail and threw it at Charlotte. Charlotte. They continue to write this information completely contradicts what Mark told his family members. They write now he lied to his family more to follow. If anyone has more information, has more information or details, please don 't hesitate to call and there 's a phone number with the information and the reward now there 's several parts about this, and I want to um I want to address. Key timeline here. Now, it is true. Perkins' attorney claims his client, Mark Perkins. Let's talk about his attorney, first of all. He's a good attorney, not denying that. John Calcagni. I spoke with a client of John Calcagni. That client told me that is not someone you hire. Again, it's America. He has the right to hire any type of defense he wants. But it's not the type of an attorney you'd hire if this was just some BS matter. So that's number one. Now, he's not brave. I want to be very crystal clear about this. And and I repeat, and I know the Cal people are going to hear this. A, a, A big number of people, his clients, are people that, have been accused of murder, period, and I know that, or very serious crimes. As a matter of fact, very serious crimes. This isn't someone you call if there's some kind of minor un- misunderstanding. Even Attorney Cagney will not deny. Uh, excuse me, toy boat. Deny. He has represented people accused of murder. That that is a fact. And again, I'm not saying that there's any crime in that, but. Him hiring who he did certainly raised some eyebrows, I'll tell you that much, with law enforcement. But a a key part of this, and these are things that I have also found out. And folks, an advantage that I have compared to other members of the media is I I know this case absolutely inside and out. Because I have followed it from day one, inside and out. Now- this business that, oh, I, I broke it off with her, apparently, I that he was telling his family. Well, there's two things, and those of you that have followed this show, and especially One After Dark, with all the reporting on it last summer. Uh, um, well, we know that that night, that Monday night, May 16th. There was a flurry of phone calls back and forth between Charlotte Lester and Mark Perkins. Now, what they were discussing, we don't know. But there was a flurry of phone calls. I also want to be very clear. Here are some questions people ask, and I'll just get these out of the way. Um, where's her cell phone? We, we, I, I don't know the answer to that. Police have not said that. Did they recover her cell phone? Was a cell phone in her truck? We don't know. That there, there's, there's. I'll also, there's more that Warwick police won't say compared to what they will say. But there was a flurry of phone calls. She told someone in Appinog she was going up to his house on Staples Avenue. Now, I also know the liquor store in Appinog. They knew Charlotte. They knew her very well. Charlotte was a steady customer at the liquor store. Hey, listen, people have different challenges, right? And I'm not arguing that. So no one would argue possible some kind of a drinking problem of some kind. But what they took note of, they knew what type of wine she liked. She was a wine drinker. She'd go into that liquor store in Appenog and purchase wine. They knew the type of wine. That she liked. How friendly was she with the people in the liquor store? Well, she she'd even get some of them Christmas gifts. She got to know them very well. She was a regular customer. They also took note that there was a new dynamic to her coming in because not only was she buying the type of wine she bought that she liked, she started purchasing a certain brand of beer that Mark Perkins liked. So that's how they knew there was a new dynamic to the relationship. because then he would go in there and then he bought the beer. I don't know if he ever went in the liquor store with her, but on that night, Monday night, May 16th, and there she is on the video. So I, I revealed what she was last wearing, that Monday night in the liquor store in Appenog. And what was she purchasing? She was purchasing her type of wine. And I have this written down. I don't recall exactly. But, but she was also getting him beer. Now, she normally bought that when she was then going to be going up the hill to Staples Avenue. So, that's interesting. I also, um, if you're not following the Alec Murdoch trial, this is the murder trial going on in South Carolina. This is the attorney. I mean, to me, this guy is completely guilty. There are specials I've been talking about on Netflix about it. The jury's going out to where the murders happened. Then there'll be jury deliberations. But this is an example in the, in the Murdoch trial. Alec Murdoch, who stands trial of, first of all, he has all these financial crimes. He ripped off a lot of people for millions. But on top of that, he's accused of killing his wife, and his son. Now, if you watch this special on Netflix, it also sounds as if he killed his housekeeper. There's some bizarre incident where one of the sons may have killed a friend of his. Stephen Smith, I think, was his name. And then you had the other son who's dead now, Paul Murtaugh, and I'm not trying to get too confused here, who did, in fact, was behind the wheel of the boat When this young woman went flying, they hit a bridge and and she died in the boat. But the reason I mention this is during the course of this trial going on in South Carolina, and this is really important. Alec Murdoch, if you've been following the case, he has basically altered his story based on the evidence presented against him. Right there, even though they have sworn statements of him, and you said this, and then when you were questioned- You know, you said that. So this is, um, excuse me, and now he is an attorney. But what is so significant about that is right there in the middle of the trial, this guy is changing his story because he's learning the evidence that they have against him and some of the testimony. Now, there is a thing such as discovery, but things can pop up and so forth. People say things. So I want to come back to you know, look at um, look at the Honor Walsh case, right? Brian Walsh. He didn't. He didn't know certain things the police have. When when the the sus excuse me when the suspect learns what the evidence is, if they know a lot, then they start to adjust their version of events once they learn what the other side has. I recognize that to us, the public, it seems very unfair. It does. And I've had, and all people, there are many of you that ask very good questions. Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? But it's not about winning in public opinion. It's about, and, and I'll give one more example of, about this, but I don't fault the work police, and I don't fault the attorney general's office right their their goal is if they if they have the evidence and i believe they have a lot of evidence to bring it to its conclusion not just do interviews and possibly endanger things now i know right now because when the when the incident happened with me and the, the you know perkins and the lawnmower and the whole thing you had people saying and i and i, I see it people coming after me you know, nasty messages. How dare you target that guy? That guy's just going along and like like I just picked someone out of nowhere and decided, yeah, I'll you know that 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 that's ignorance. I'm not saying those people have any semblance of an IQ or a brain. For those that have followed the Charlotte Lester case, I've been very clear. We had on police experts, right? Lieutenant Gannon, what did he say? They go where they know. When something happens. People commit a crime. Look at Brian Walsh. Where did he go? He went to the dumpster, Swampscott, where his mother lives, and threw some stuff in the dumpster. Then, when he had a little more time, Brian Walsh, they have him at dumpsters in Brockton, Abington, closer to where he is. Did Brian Walsh drive out to, you know, drive to New Hampshire? No. Did Brian Walsh uh Go to Rhode Island or can it? No. He went where he knew. He stayed in his general area. He had to get rid of some evidence. He drove to Swampscott where the mother is and used her dumpster to get rid of it. So they don't suddenly, because when this case hit, people said, well, maybe, maybe they, do you ever think they're checking the campgrounds in Westerly? They go where they know. In this particular case, Charlotte Lester, before I talk about Carbuncle Pond, one of someone who's in law enforcement said, You follow the police. Follow the police. And, and and some people, not the idiots that were trying to portray it, that out of nowhere, I just out of the blue, I think I'll target this. I mean, it's such embarrassment in that idiot neighbor. Right? Why are you coming here? Because that was the last place she was seen alive, heading up the hill to Staples. But police, and I want to remind everyone, I don't expect everyone to follow the case as closely as I do. I follow the case closely. You can't. I don't expect you to follow it all. But I want to remind people, they sat on that house for a month. Warwick police. Did Warwick police bring in security? No. Did War police, I had people, did you check that water? And I would ask, why, did did Perkins, no, I don't, it's not where you know, it's not where I know, it's where he would know. That's why, also, the dog was found over uh, Belmont Park and War. Now that, I, I don't know what to make of it. Her truck, Charlotte Lester's truck was found that Monday, just going back over the timeline now. Was found at Kent Hospital. Remember, she was last seen Charlotte Lester. It's 1242 on this Wednesday. She was last seen Monday night, May 16th, 10 o'clock. Leaving the area by the crow's nest going up to Staples. And what did she have? Wine for herself. Apparently beer for Mark Perkins. That's what the people at the liquor store said. And that's what someone that last saw her. Warwick police showed up. She was reported missing on the Thursday. A crucial timeline, as I've talked about, are the events of 10 o'clock Monday night, the 16th, until Tuesday, the 17th. Really crucial day. I know of someone that spoke to him that Wednesday. And then she was reported missing. On Thursday, the 19th. Now, you can't go back in time. You know, it is too bad that on the 17th, the work police were not notified she was missing. It, it, nothing can be done. Right? It is too bad. Because whatever happened to her, as we saw with the Brian Walsh case, the Brian Walsh case, it could have been a different dynamic. In the Brian Walsh case, uh, excuse me, Anna Walsh, right? Swamp Scott. Um, come back to us, Juan, Cohasset, he wasn't going to call the police because he was waiting for the dumpsters to get emptied. It was her work friends, her employer that called the police. The husband, he wasn't going to notify anyone. He was like, oh, she must be missing in Washington, D.C. He was trying to point the finger. Yeah, she got on a plane. He wasn't going to say anything. So when you look at that case, you know, and the fact that they found the stuff not only in the basement, but then they also found things in the dumpster in Swampscott. Again, the Anna Walsh, Brian Walsh case. And the Cohasset police, when they went by the house, they noticed the seats were down in the SUV they had. And then when they went back on Thursday, they noticed the seats were back up and the car had been cleaned. Brian Walsh seemingly needed like one more day to get everything in order. But just going back to Charlotte Lester, what is unknown is did the police go to that house on Staples on Thursday or did they go on Friday the 20th? We don't know. Warwick police know. I, But I do know that sometime either Friday night, May 20th, or Saturday, May 21st, sometime in there, they arrived at Staples Avenue in Warwick, and they, you know, and those of you who followed the story, they mapped that thing off into a crime scene. And Mark Perkins could no one was there. They initially, if you followed my coverage, they, of which we started investigating it on the 21st, they, um, they had two police officers there, initially 24 7. That house, the, the crime scene was secure. They were there for a solid month. They left on Saturday, June 18th. And then Sunday, June 19th was on Father's Day. So, and also the birthday of Juan. But my point is anytime you try to stray from maybe it was this person, maybe it was that person, you come back to where were the police for a solid month? And they were right at that house. So, and then we've gone into some of the different things. So, I'll tell you this, folks. And again, um, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePetro show on AM thirteen eighty and nine oh nine point nine FM. Listen, that case is not solved. Been some setbacks. I've been I've said I think the channel twelve piece back in the fall was I thought it was I thought I thought it was a setback. I did, because then they they went from look look at listen, I could go on and on. I'll probably do a one after dark about it later. Look at how he reacted with me and Ladybug, right? The orange ski mask, the music, trying to kill me with lawnmower. I don't know if people fully get that. He was literally saying, you know, I, I'm going to end your life. Not once, repeatedly over and over. And not someday, like right now. He, you watch that video, Right? I mean, talk about Juan one for the team <clears throat> in a big way. I'm going to talk about Carbuncle Pond because it's significant. I'm not knocking the Channel 10 piece, but I'm going to fill in the blank for you on that. They Could they – and I've been getting messages from people. How come Channel 10 credit since you – if you go to the website last Thursday, I revealed who this and the woman was that was found on the pond. Hey, you know, I don't know what to tell you, folks. It's a competitive business. I always credit, right? I always credit. You hear me? I'm going to play. I don't say, here's a piece. You know, there, there are some people in media that are plagiarists. The cackle's a big plagiarist. Every time you hear the cackle, <clears throat> she'll say, you know, a friend mentioned to me, you know, she, she's reading, picking something up from a news story, and then tries to say, yeah, a friend of mine mentioned to me. All lies cackle total plagiarist all right folks this portion of the program though hey i want you to take advantage of long-term care coverage and why not take advantage of a free consultation our guy tom bryan ameriprize financial call today set up a free consultation 401-434-1510 401-434-1510 offices located 400 mass avenue in east providence ameriprize financial number one Advice about retirement. Number two, advice about your finances. Also advice on major purchase planning, education planning, estate planning, Ameriprise Financial. And you can learn more about long-term care coverage. Call right now. Free consultation. 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Ameriprise Financial. Now, I'm also going to post later. Spring is here. I have three openings. We keep a limited number of sponsors. I have three openings to be a spring spring sponsor on the show. I'm going to post it. If you're interested, you can either go to the website, and message me for your business, and or you can um, message me on Facebook. Now, here's what's funny about the Channel 10 piece. I, I know for a fact, you know, the other night they saw that I was in Cranston for the standoff. So they sh- and I'm not I like the photox that I deal with the Channel 10. I'm not knocking them, but I, I know they follow what I do. And then therefore they, you know, for those of you that saw Sunday night first on the scene with the uh, murder on Charles Street and then Tuesday night. um. Uh, excuse me, Monday night in Cranston. So I, I mean, so I know they monitor what I'm doing for them to say, oh, we, we didn't know that you identified who was the, the woman found in car." I mean, I, does anyone really believe that? Ludicrous. I'm also seeing the story. I'm going to play this extra pandemic snap benefits end in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Now it's a panic. Now it's a panic. But I want to find only on 10 family of woman found in the pond seek justice for a death well again i'll give them credit they did talk to the family i i have not i've been talking to other people to get the information i found some of this a little redundant but i'm gonna play in this part of this channel 10 piece about this is the carbuncle pond december 21st we i was there and um I'll let them do their only on 10 nonsense. Nine weeks after the discovery of a woman's body in Carbuncle Pond in Coventry was ruled suspicious, Rhode Island State Police aren't saying much about their investigation. That has not stopped Joanna Boris from digging into the case and learning new details. Good to have you with us tonight. I'm Patrice Wood. I'm Gene Valisanti. We've confirmed the name of the victim and speak to the family only on 10 tonight, Joanna. Dean Patrice, this was 34-year-old Leila Patrice Duarte Deleuze. Her family tells me her body was pulled from the pond in December, and they want to know what happened to her and who did it. It's been more than two months since Rhode Island State Police blocked off Carbuncle Pond to investigate the suspicious death of a woman yes. on December 21st of last year. Yes. Troopers won't identify the victim, but family and friends have. The detective, the policeman that came... Here, they told me, yes, it was Layla. Family members and friends tell me the victim is 34-year-old Layla Patricia Duarte de Luz. She was living in Brockton, Massachusetts at the time and was two months pregnant. Layla didn't say that she was I, I have all this on the website from last Thursday. Song. She helped me. I feel bad for the family of friends. I do. For me. They're nice you know, people. A kind of friend that you can tell it was a sister. Her friend who lives in Rhode Island doesn't want to show her identity because the suspect could still be out there. She tells me when she didn't hear from Leela. All right, I want to just stop it there. Because the suspect could still be out there. No, let me, um, let, me, let, me, let me fix that for you, as they say, at 1252. No, the suspect is still out there. What do you mean the suspect could still be out there? This wasn't a murder-suicide, now, it's a complicated case. It is true. Rhode Island State Police have not revealed. They, they want to reveal the name, which is odd. But it's, it's my understanding, and I have posted on this now, that from what, first of all, but just that line. The, the murderer could be out there. No, the murderer is out there. Someone didn't float down from the sky. So I have information about that, and I'm running it down. I know when she was last seen. I know she was in the company of two different people, meaning there were two people that picked her up that fateful night. Now, what is extraordinary and alarming about this Carbuncle Pond case is the information that I have sounds like, that she was picked up and, and essentially brought to the co- uh, the pond in Coventry and executed. I think that two months pregnant is is um, is an. I didn't that I didn't know. I didn't know she was two months pregnant, but that could point to motive. It could point to motive, but I. It's my understanding that she was picked up. Now, if they encountered more people after that, I, that I don't know. There could have been multiple people that then like, where were they going? It was very early morning hours. Um, I mean, the last when I heard of how late or early, depending on how you look at it, I was thinking of like, if you remember the Aaron Hernandez case with Odin Lloyd, they picked him up at it, it, I, it was in the vicinity of 2.30 in the morning, right around there, for like very late, much later than I think a normal person would consider. But I, I don't know their habits. So I don't know if that was early morning or late at night or how that was going. But I, I admit, I, I it's very odd. But the person or persons that did this, they're definitely still out there. So- I'm going to work on it. I, I have been working on it. I'm trying to get more information. I find it, I don't know what to make of the state police. Unless, possibly, there's even more people than that that are involved. If there's, maybe there's more than, you know, they, I had heard too That, meaning that when she got in the car, there were two individuals in the car. Now, did they go somewhere? And there were more people after that. Now she was from Cape Verde, so it is possible that some of these individuals could be um, could could have fled the country. Could have fled the country. It's possible. I don't know if that happened, but but just that line, the murderer could well, the murder is definitely still out there. There's no doubt about it. Or is it murderers? Or what led to that? Still a lot of unknown. It is, it is unusual, though. It is. As, as someone that, look at how, just as an example, folks, 1256 on this Wednesday, how um, Sunday night, I was on Charles Street, right? Providence police. There was someone shot and killed. He was driven to Rhode Island Hospital. Okay, you have a murder, Monday morning, Providence Police Station, I'm there. I actually saw Joanna Burris of NBC10. And here's what happened. There was a murder. We're going to release the name later today, which they did. And then they released the name, and it was someone in Providence. So um, what's unusual about the Carbuncle Pond case is the state police, they never revealed the name. They still haven't revealed the name. So now I've put out who it is. I found out who it was. And now Channel 10 has put out who it is. But the state police have still not. And I, I, I don't admittedly, I don't know that. Um, when's the last time you saw a state police press conference? I was at a Cranston standoff last Thursday night in Edgewood. Boom. Boom. On the scene, Sergeant Bruno gave us an update. Sunday night, Major David LePayton, Providence Police, gave us a brief update at the scene. Monday, I was at Cranston Police Station. Major LePayton gave us a status update on the murder investigation. Monday night, I was at the scene in Cranston. Arms standoff. Mayor Hopkins gave us an update. I still feel bad. I should have gotten Captain Carnival, but he, he was busy with the family. But my point is I don't get it. I don't get it. State police are Sergeant Schultz with this stuff. Maybe they feel they have a very good reason. I, I for the life of me, can't. I don't get it unless. I've been trying and I've even asked some other members of law enforcement. They said whoever it is, if they're trying to find someone and they're on the run, I don't think it would matter if then it became public who it was that was killed and found in Carbuncle Pond in Coventry. Now, the danger with being silent is there's a a guy on TikTok who doesn't know what he's talking about. And he said, yeah, there's a serial killer loose in Rhode Island. I may play it next hour. And they show Charlotte Lester's picture. She wasn't killed by a serial killer. And then this woman in the pond, she wasn't killed by a serial killer. And then there's a woman in Boroughville. That woman fell through the ice, that poor woman from Massachusetts. So, But the silence is then that leads to people speculating like something like that is going on. All right, folks, it's 12.59. We have another full hour to go. It's the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday, a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Next hour is radio only. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, and then we're back on the other side right W-N-R-I here. WNRI, Socket, W260 DC. W260DC. WNRI.